Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Crowd cheers. Here's Siddle. He's got it! Hello everyone, we are back for another episode of Two Slips in a Gully. I'm Aaron and I'm joined by Glenn. How are you, Glenn? Hello, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Um, we are scrambling to get this podcast done to be ready to watch the third test between uh, England and India. Uh, as yep. it stands, India has just won the toss and they've announced their teams. Uh, India, with no surprise, are unchanged. Why would you after the way they've played this series? And uh, England have a couple of changes. So uh, they have brought in um, Milan about at three. Yep. They've brought moved Hamid up to replace Sibley as the uh, opening batsman. Yep, they've been listening to you, in other words. Oh, I think Michael Vaughan. Um, let's be fair, they probably listened to more Michael Vaughan than me. He's been calling oh, for David Milan. What would he? <laughs> He's been calling for Milan to get back into the side for quite a while. And uh, Craig Overton has come in to replace the injured Mark Wood. I'll tell you what, for a bunch yeah. of people that like to rotate their bowlers, they can't seem to keep any of them healthy. Yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, it's good to see Peter Overton's son getting a run. Um, <laughs> it's almost like they uh, they should be playing a little more to build up some resistance, perhaps. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. I the you know the great Dennis Lilly says the way to be bowling fit is to bowl, and I don't have any other data that's better than that. You know? <laughs> if it's Basically, good. if it's good for Dennis, I think we should all be listening to him. So nobody should ever rest. <laughs> <laughs> we won't talk about the state of Dennis's knees. No. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, Is, uh, England are going to have it all up against them. They're 1-0 down. They're fighting their way back into the series. Uh, and, yeah, their bowling stocks are dropping like flies. So, again... 
Yeah. I think uh, Anderson's going to have to be stepping up big. Ollie Robinson's going to have to be big again. Yeah. And I think the lion's share of the batting is going to fall on um, on Joe Root. I mean, Rory Burns has still got all the deficiencies that we've talked about. Yeah. Um, Hamid's got promise, but looked all at sea in that test. We'll give him a benefit of the doubt because it was his um, first test back in quite a while. Yeah. Um, and then David Milan, he's north of 30, in pretty good form in the shorter forms of the game. Um, yeah. built up a reasonable <laughs> These county. guys are all coming from the 100 um, and going into playing test cricket. Mm. It's just, yeah, I don't know. It's, you've, I mean, Moen Ali did do quite quite well considering that he's come out of a completely different style. Uh, whether he should be there, I'm not sure, but we'll see. So, um, it's going to be big. They're going to have to get off to a good start. Uh, India have won the toss and batted first, so they're going to want to make sure that uh, they restrict them to as small a total as possible because, again, I don't see uh, a lot in that batting lineup. I think it's going to fall down to Joe Root scoring the lion's share of the runs yeah. again. He desperately needs someone in that top three, preferably multiple someones in that top three, to do a job. He can't come in at two for not many again and dig England out of the mire. So, well, I mean, they, they are going back to these players, aren't they? They're not really bringing out completely new rookies or anything like that. They, they kind of keep going back to the same well. So that kind of suggests to me that they, they do have a depth problem. Um, well, I brought this up in one of the as... articles that I wrote uh, for the Raw was um, that... All of the players that seem to be rotated in the England batting lineup um, yeah. have either got really poor resumes at the top level, yeah. um, or are one-day players that they're trying to groom into into Test players. You know, your Bairstow's, your Butlers, um, Ollie Pope has probably been the most the brightest prospect that's come out of County Creek for a while, and he hasn't made it stick. Yeah. Uh, Zach Crawley is a player that we've both liked, we've enjoyed watching, and he hasn't made it stick. Burns and Sibley, uh, despite reasonably impressive county resumes look below average as test cricketers. Mm. Um, and there just doesn't seem to be anyone jumping up saying, well, you need to pick me. So, Well, it's good to see that uh, we're not the only ones that have problems with our domestic long-form cricket. What's staggering to me is how England have managed to make just such a production line of one-day players but have, yeah, the, the, the longest count, the, the, the longest first-class system in the world mm. um, can't produce any... Test quality players, which I suppose England have never really been known for yeah. producing a glut of good batsmen. No, not, not so much. They no. haven't haven't produced any. Well, to be fair, I think it's more of a South African issue. I mean, <laughs> Strauss, Trot, Peterson, yeah. Pryor, Balance. He was Zimbabwean, but that counts, yeah. right? Mm, yeah, you know, well, what are all these countries doing? I, Why are they not producing good English cricketers? Maybe maybe they need a new Captain Cook to go around <laughs> colonising places. And, <laughs> I don't know. That, that might be the answer. Who, who knows? <laughs> all right. Uh, moving on from here, we have got a couple of things to talk about. Uh, the Australians have announced their T20 squad for the World Cup. Um, and boy, are there some much-needed reinforcements in that one. And I thought we'd just take a little bit of a left turn later on, and we're going to have a chat about the minor minor league cricket over in the United States. Um, I've been mm-hmm. paying a bit of attention to that. I haven't watched every game because uh, it's oh really? They're uh, 
the uh, the time doesn't really mesh with uh, you know a newborn child and yeah. having to be responsible just, for it. Quick assessment, just just would we make a sign? Would we make it? Oh, I think we'd be in with a shout. No, we, it's we, not quite that bad. It's actually we, some we, really good cricketers in there. It's um, fair it's not as devoid as talent as you might think. It's not quite the European cricket league. No, it's not no. quite the European cricket no. league. This does seem to be. Uh, There's no Flor. What's his name? Florian. Pavel Florin. That's it. Guy is a legend. <laughs> a legend. I love Pavel Florin. All right, all that is coming up right after this. With the uh, World Cup coming up and uh, quite a disastrous winter tour with uh, what was left over of the players that were either not, you know, ruled themselves out through injury or committing to the IPL. Um, yeah, our T20 side looked in complete disarray. Mm. But uh, last week, George Bailey, the yep. at his first duty now as head of selectors, has announced uh, Australia's squad for the World Cup. Mm. And uh, there's not really anything that I've got to complain about. Anything you've got to complain about? Uh, no, I, I think thought the. Uh, I think that's probably the best that they could have done under the circumstances. I think the only thing that I would have considered doing is something that they probably just weren't weren't uh, game to do, which would have been axe the captain. That's the only only thing. I, I, I think that's the right move. Even even under the circumstances of it being just before a World Cup, I think just do it. Makes the side better. So the, the World Cup squad is as follows. Aaron Finch, um, despite having to recover from a knee injury, is named as captain. Ashton Agar, Pat Cummins will be the vice-captain. Josh Hazelwood, Josh Inglis, Mitchell Marsh, Glenn Maxwell, Kane Richardson, Steve Smith... Mitchell Stark, Marcus Stoinis, Mitchell Swepson, Matthew Wade, David Warner, Adam Zampa, and the travelling reserves will be Dan Christian, Nathan Ellis, and Daniel Sams. Mm. Um, straight out of the box, um, Josh Inglis. Yep. Uh, been touted for a long time. Lots of people everywhere have been saying, why is this guy not in the squad? Um, they were shocked that he wasn't picked for the winter tours, and mm. he has jumped three wicketkeepers. Yep. Carey. Has been dropped. Philippi's been dropped, and McDermott all took part in those winter tours and all paid the price for not coming up with the goods. Well, I think fair enough. Fair enough. Like I am surprised that they are willing to drop Kerry because I think they had. Well, he's been, there. He stood as the vice captain, captained they, the one day side in um, yeah. They had earmarked him for future leadership, but uh, I like that. I think it's a bold move. I think this. Rubbish of earmarking people for for leadership is is wrong. I think you've got to make the side on your own merit, and those those guys didn't do that. Um, and every time you put it on the green and gold, you've got to you've got to put in. I know that there wasn't a whole lot of meaning these, to these two uh, series, but you've got to front up every time. Um, I, I think before we everyone thinks that we're jumping down the throat and saying these guys weren't good enough, I think that they've done the job that they needed to do to be selected. I don't think the selectors made a mistake picking those plays. You look at it, Philippi, uh, Carey, McDermott all had really strong BBLs and consistently have strong BBLs. Yeah. The issue with those players is they're predominantly picked in the top three for their 
their BBL franchises. Yeah. And that's just simply not the role they're going to play in an mm. Australian World Cup squad. The top three will be Finch, Warner, Smith, yeah. or Marsh. Marsh, after that fantastic winter tour, has really shown that he can play in the top order. There's just no room for those guys. So they're then going to have to go and bat down the order, which is what we've seen, is that they just weren't really that good at adjusting to being middle-order yeah. players. And yeah. that's something that Inglis has done quite well and something that George Bailey gave him a shout-out for. Yeah, I mean, before it has been... In, in the past, it's been, you know, say, 10 guys competing for six positions. But we can't think that way anymore. It's got to be... You know, there's five guys competing for three positions and then the other three positions are, are completely different five guys who are also... Yeah. Um, well, I think that's the big problem that we had with the Winter Tour squad is that we didn't have any, enough specialists. We carried, what, four wicket keepers, mm, yep. uh, a stack of all-rounders, and I don't think we only... Finch was the only specialist batsman that we took on that tour. And I think that was... we. After all the players, you know, uh, we already decided apparently that we were resting Warner and Cummins. They were out already. Um, Smith pulled out from an injury, and then Stoinis and Maxwell and a stack of others pulled out for the for the IPL. Uh, Australia sort of went and took a, oh, we'll just pick the best of what's left. We'll pick the guys that we like from what's left over. Mm. And, I, and I think that was the wrong tact. Like, I don't think any of the players that were selected in that tour didn't deserve to play for Australia. They all performed no. well at the domestic level. But the problem is, is we shouldn't have been looking to just pick the best of what's left over. You needed to pick a cohesive squad. We had Moses yeah. Enriquez opening the batting. Yeah. And that's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen him open the batting for... Not for a long, long time have I seen Moses Enriquez open the batting, if at all. Yeah. And I mean, so why was that the option? Why that have we was, gone... You know, that was the spaghetti at the wall approach yeah. at that point. and that's they, what it they, was. They just had no idea what to do. They didn't go and pick... Um, like, this would have been a perfect opportunity for guys like Jordan Silk, who has fashioned himself into a really good middle-order batsman. Yeah. John O'Wells, who may be tailing off a bit and probably not quite international standard, but he's a guy at the Big Bash who has been this middle-order guy. And then... Like pick players through roles. Have a look just, at him, yeah. And they yeah. didn't do that for that yeah. winter tour squad. But we have we've talked about this before. So this so. this World Cup squad, I think, is is really really good. Um, obvious question mark will be Aaron Finch's health. Um, mm -hmm. As it stands, all the reports are he will be pushing the clock to be fit for the World Cup. So if there's I, any see that's and that's another reason I think you just you you just nut up and you just say, mate, you you form over the last. Year and a half oh, has not been good. Australia's enough. got a long history of giving Australian captains more leash than they arguably deserve. But yeah. in history, historically speaking, we've been winning games, so they've been yeah, able right. to sort of to do that. They, um, they did carry Mark Taylor around for a long time, but he was a very good captain tactically. I think, like, I I don't necessarily disagree. I just I don't think Australia's going to do something as radical as drop their captain. This yeah. close to a tournament, so yeah, as but, much as I probably would, in my mind, drop Vinch. It's right, not going to happen. Honestly, say like okay. So, would you feel more confident with Marcus Stoinis going out and opening the batting with with Warner? Because out of this squad, that's what you would do. At, at the moment, yes. Yeah, because Stoinis is you know if it's his day, he's going to get you a hundred runs on a good pitch. Um, in 60-odd balls. Yeah. yeah. As it stands, if Aaron Finch 
isn't healthy, and I actually covered this in another article that I submitted to to the Raw, um, was if Aaron Finch isn't healthy, the player that I will be picking would be a player that uh, they left out of the Winter Tours and told him to go and play the Nat West T20 Blast, and that's Marnus Labuschagne. Mm. Since that guy has become the first concussion substitute in test cricket, test cricket history, he has yeah. an enormous appetite for runs. Yeah. He's been just... Yeah. Destroying yeah. attacks at test level. He's been destroying attacks at first class level. He came out and had a really good big bash for yeah. the Heat. Um, he's been scoring runs at a one-day level. He's, I think he scored 100 for the one-day national side last year. Mm. Um, and he's gone over to the Nat West T20 Blast in England, and he got something like 400 runs or just shy of it, an average of 54 at a strike rate of 140. Bowls a bit of leg spin. You know, he can yeah. be that sort of partnership breaker. He's a gun in the field. He's great at rotating the strike. He'd be the guy that I'd pick, and I'd have him yeah. opening the batting with Warner. My only criticism of him is he's he's just not that keen on cricket. Um. <laughs> yeah, we just we just have put his heart into cricket a little more. <laughs> it's like, yeah, if, I I think if there was a new Mister Cricket, a I don't know, young Master Cricket, it'd be Marnus Labuschagne. Yeah, he's just. Um, I love that that article they did about him, where he uh, he had a game of uh, backyard cricket with his mates on his day off. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're talking about bubble fatigue and all this sort of stuff, and he gets yeah. a day off and decides to go and play cricket with his mates. Yeah, I think he's just been forgotten a little bit because he plays so well in the the long form. People have just kind of figured, oh, well, you know, we'll he, just let him. His T Twenty resume that. is a bit skinny. I mean, he missed out on the, the big bash. Not the last, the the most recent Big Bash or the Big Bash before because he was in the in the Test side and never really got away. Yeah. Um, so this is you know his first sort of real crack at prominence with the Big Bash and now the T Twenty Blah. I think it's inevitable that Marnus Labuschagne will play um, three formats. Like it's just going to happen. He is yeah. that good a batsman. Mm. Um, he could be the guy that they could earmark to replace Aaron Finch. I mean, he's getting long in the tooth. Um, you know, regardless of what happens in this World Cup, he can't have too much longer being at the helm of Australia. He's going to have to step away at some point. Yeah. And he could be a guy that um, they look at to sort of open the batting because he's a guy that normally bats at the top of the order. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I think it's inevitable that you'll get um, you'll get to see Marnus Labuschagne playing in all three formats. Yeah. Um, as for the rest of the squad, there's a lot to like about it. I mean, yeah. they've got the two pace all-rounders. They've got three spinners playing over in the UAE. Um, they've brought over Hazelwood, who has been rewarded for um, having a fantastic winter tour. You know, Stark is starting to find his feet. Uh, Pat Cummins is one of the best bowlers in the world. Kane Richardson, who's a bit of a, you know, that sort of slower ball, you know, uses variation really well. The, the new age fast bowler, shall we call them. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Inglis and Wade. I mean, Wade's got plenty of experience. He has shown a bit of flexibility being able to play throughout the order. I really hope that we give Inglis the first crack at it. Mm. Um, maybe he can pull an Andy Flower and yep. do really well making his debut in a World Cup. Yeah, I saw, I saw you dropped him into the article there. Got <laughs> uh, to love Andy Flower. Um, Ellis rewarded for a really good winner tour, picking up a hat trick. He's been named as a travelling reserve. And so have Dan Christian and Daniel Sams. I think mm. Daniel Sams 
Obviously, you know, he's probably not going to make it into the squad, but if there is any injuries, he could be a guy that could be really effective down the order, yeah. being that finisher sort of role, left arm, you know, does it bowls so in the death. I think for the uh, travelling reserves, they've kind of just picked the three all-rounders just in case. Well, they picked two all-rounders and a, a, and a genuine quick. I don't think they were going to pick an, an extra batsman when you look at yeah. how much batting they've got there. Yeah. Um, and really, to be honest, I don't know, other than Labashain, what batsman you'd pick that says, I have yeah. to be picked for well, the World can, Cup. Yeah, I mean, you can cover your bases there. Um, but um, why don't you go ahead and um, nominate your 11 out of the squad and we can, can see how we're going to win some games, hopefully, over there. Well, just going off the squad, not taking in the only account whether Finch will be healthy or not. Um, take Finch, take Warner, opening batsman. Okay. Experience, been there, done that. Um, yeah. I then take Steve Smith at three. I know Marsh had a really strong winter tour at three, mm. but I'm taking Smith because let me give you the list of players who have had more than 15 innings in a T20 international at three that have a better average than Steve Smith. Okay. Virat Kohli. Yep. Barbar Azam. Uh-huh. Darwin Milan. Right. That's it. In the, in the history of T20 international cricket, mm. that's not current players, that's the history yeah. of so T20 international so, cricket. So since 2006. <laughs> players who have spent more than 15 innings at three for their country, those are the only players that have a better average than Steve Smith. Right. So Steve Smith, you know, a lot of people look at Steve Smith's T20 average and sort of talk him down a bit without looking into it. You've got to remember, when Steve Smith made the side, he was batting at 8 and 9 as a leg spinner. Yep. And all of that gets taken into account in his career average. Since he's been come back as the as the batsman, the key, the best batsman in the country, he's averaging nearly 40 at 3 at a strike rate of about 135 to 140-ish. He scored and, about 850s batting at 3. Yeah, in 15 I mean, innings, that's... Yeah, I just, look, I just feel better with Smith at there at three. Yeah, like the our problem was not firepower. Our big problems were not firepower. It's rotating the strike. Yes, we we, we yeah, we've covered well and truly covered uh, what our problems were. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we we didn't have someone who sort of batted time and. And, and I think a big thing too is we were clearly outdone and outclassed by spin bowling, and Smith is the best player of spin that we have at our disposal. Yeah, exactly. um, he's a guy that can f- rotate the strike. He's a guy that can hit 360 degrees. He's a guy that faces spin well, which is what we'll face a lot in the UAE. So I think he's just you give him as many balls that you can mm. to compile a score. Uh, yeah. Number four, I'll have Mitchell Marsh reward him for his good efforts. He's yeah. near, near enough to the top that it makes. Not as much difference. He's, he's just got to come down one, play the same role pretty yeah. much. Uh, unless, you know, the other guys do their job and then really it doesn't matter if he doesn't do his job. Like if... Yeah, he can just come if, out and if you get, tee off. If you get 15 overs out of Warner... Um, Finch and Smith. Finch and Smith, it doesn't matter. Just go out. We and should have enough runs. Just go out and hit it. Yeah. Um, at five, I'll have Glenn Maxwell. And as you said, I think that's a position that, you know, if we've batted 15 overs yeah. and we're in a pretty good position, you can move Maxwell up to four and just let him finish the innings off. Yeah, that's um, Six. Smith, uh, sorry, Marsh gets slid down in that, that case, I think, yeah. Uh, at six, I'd have Josh Inglis. I'd have him pipping Wade and um, having him up there uh, as the starting wicketkeeper. Mm, yeah, I, I mean... 
I, I really like Josh Inglis too. I mean, I think the thing to like about him is that he is a kind of a quiet achiever. He's gone under the radar. But you look at his shield stats. Uh, yeah, we were talking off air. He could yeah. very very well be a three-format player for Australia. Could very I, don't, I don't know what his 50-50... Uh, <laughs> his one-day stats are, but um, like... He's coming off three yeah. shield hundreds at seven. Yeah. Like I really envision him being like a young Adam Gilchrist, and by no stretch am I saying that he's going to end up having a, you know, having a career average of fifty in Test cricket for the majority of his career. But yeah. he's a guy that bats at a really high strike rate, um, really confident, can turn a game in a session sort of player, um, yeah. and I think he could play that sort of role coming in at seven and just being that, um, you know bubble of energy that comes in and really either, you know, turns the momentum back Australia's way or really helps finish off an innings. I'd definitely like to see him play each of the warm-up games just to, to see what he does. Yeah, I don't, if you know, you're going to pluck him out of obscurity from, well, not obscurity, he was playing in 100 <laughs> and, but if you're going to take him from He's outside... Of, hats and glue <laughs> you've taken him from outside of the winter squad to bring him in here. So obviously you've got something in mind. So don't yeah. mess about, just play him. Yeah. Um, at seven, I have Ashton Agar. He's the reigning T20 player of the year. He's that sort of jack-of-all-trades sort of guy. Offers a little bit with the bat. Probably not quite enough, but you hope to think that at seven, the top six have done their job, that really yeah. all he's got to come in and just throw throw Willow at stuff and run hard. Mm. Does a good job he, with the he's ball. He's kind of your uh, utility player. Yeah. He does a little bit of all three... You know, he's a good fielder. He bats well. He bowls well. The only thing about it, he, he's not as clean at striking the ball. He, he sort of, as he seemed to be when he was 19. Yeah, well, <laughs> in that so amazing that's the, yeah. Like, we, we haven't seen ball striking like that from him since. Um, but he does, he does the little things well, I think. Um, and then at, uh, for the bowlers, I just have the normal rotation of bowlers. I'd take the, the Test Quicks, Cummins, Stark, Hazelwood, yep. and I'd take Zampa yep. as the, the final. That would be the final 11. Mm. And then um, if you want me to pick a 12th man, I'd take Stoinis. Yeah. Does the 12th man uh, have any bearing on the... No. Or does not he just he's, carry... So he's just a, can, no, he, can he concussion sub or... I'm pretty sure with the concussion subs, it's like for like. Right. I think that's yeah. what you've got to do. So, so if your bowler goes down, you can't sort of sub in there's no super, Matthew Wade. There's or, no super sub. Oh, the super sub. I remember that. What a debacle <laughs> that was for a couple of summers. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I, I think all things considered, like you said, I think that's probably the best... Yep. Squad that could be picked. Um, the fact that Smith is fit and raring to go is a massive, massive boom for the side. I don't think I can stress how much I think this is probably the the biggest out from that is the fact that Steve Smith's healthy. Mm. Uh, I think if anything, anything he needed to be healthy for us to have a crack at this World Cup, and yeah. he's healthy. He goes a long way to really shoring up our batting. Yeah. I hope he proves me right by actually playing well, because I know he's got a lot of doubters out there in the T20 format. But the fact that he is included is huge for the Australian side. Yeah, yeah. Um, so 
How do you reckon we're going to go? Are we going to do a, a bold prediction here? Oh, look, we're going to let's do a McGrath prediction. We're going to win it, win every game, smash them. You're going to win um, it. <laughs> no, I think we'll. Um, <laughs> do you do that with any kind of confidence, or you know? I can see us. As I long can... as there's no backup questions, we're going to win it. Uh, oh, look, <laughs> even with our really poor winter side, if we play properly, mm. we go really close to winning that series. I mean, we let game one slip when we should have won that. Yeah. Um, and that's a nearly full strength windy side that we beat. Um, and we're a much better side mm. there. So if we win that, it's then we got outplayed in game two and it's, you know, one all. Um, and then it's 2 1 and then it's 2 all when we win game four. And then game five is a decider. Mm. And look, it's a better looking series. And that was with the rubbish team that we, mm. we sent over there. So. And yeah, with Cummins, Warner, Maxwell, Smith, all these guys coming back, we're a much better side. I seriously think that semi-finals yeah. are a minimum for this side. Right. Um, we've got to play well. We have to play well. There's a lot yeah, of really good T20 sides out there. I, but I, I think it's I I think it's going to be a lot like the last uh, fifty over World Cup. I think it's going to be. Well, we were, semi, we, we were semi-finalists for that as well. Yeah, semi-finalists for that. But, I mean, we want to win World Cups. We're used to that. That's, yeah. uh, <laughs> we're spoiled, but, uh, you know, that's what we like to do. Um, on our day, I could see us beating every side in the World Cup. Yeah. On our day. Yeah. Um, yeah realistically, I, I think, I think the, that... Like, I mean, we're not, we're not hitting those peaks at the right time. You, you would not say that this side is ready to peak. Uh, whereas your sides like India, England, they've, they would have been thinking about this event for a long time. As it is, and I think that England and India are your clear favourites. Yeah. And then I think the West Indies are probably in a group behind that. I just yeah. don't think they've got the, quite the same, uh, I don't know, resources they had as their yeah. last two ones. I think, I think you know, there's, there's good energy around the New Zealand team now as well. Yeah, Bravo and Gale are the two big guys, and they're like they're pretty long in the tooth at the moment. They're playing well, don't get me wrong, but um, you know, Gale, we played Gale back in a form. I, I have a feeling this would be his, <laughs> his last hurrah, you're realistically. Welcome, you're welcome, world cricket. I think they're it's there. Good for the neutrals. And then I think... Like, I think a full-strength Australian side is probably equal to that. So I think that us and New Zealand are probably in that bracket there. But on our day, I could see us beating England and yeah. in India. But I think we've got... We, we, it would be a shock for me for us to win it. Mm. But I think that if we're not contesting in a semi-final, yeah. we haven't really we've done... Under, we've we've underachieved. Yeah. yeah, I think... I think it's going to be a, a good effort from them, but I, I, I think we'll get knocked out in the semis. That's my prediction. I think uh, like things like, as you saw with the England, like I, I know the one-dayer is a different format, but when they had to drop their basically their whole team um, to then pick a, a second-string 11 and they still handled Pakistan quite handily, just shows how good the depth is mm. um, in... In England, so they're going to be think, strong. Yeah, in I mean, Europe, it shows that their thinking is better than us as, as well. In in this format, at least, um, like we've only just worked out, I think, how to pick our squad, and these you know, these teams work that out 
years ago. Yeah. So we rock up and we're, we're expecting to compete with that. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Optimistic, overlap, <laughs> blind Australian optimism. Yeah, we're going to win it. We're going to waltz that's through. True. That's true. I'm, I'm sounding very English right now. <laughs> maybe, maybe the the telecast is rubbing up on, rubbing, rubbing off on me. My my inner Glenn McGrath thinks we're going to walk to a victory. It'll be easy yeah. as. And my well, uh, maybe if Glenn McGrath takes up a, a bull, uh, we might have a chance. Yeah, I reckon he'd do all right <laughs> in the T20s. Yeah, he'd be all right. So, Glenn, you know how I've been a really big fan of growing the game in the United States? I think episode 10 or 11 was something called If I Were King for a Day. Yeah, and that was, wow. And that was one of the things that I came up with, was wow, growing the game. That's, that's a callback. In, I, in the United I, States. I love it. <laughs> episode 10. I think so. I'd have to go back and check. I know yeah. it was very early on, and the episode was called If I Were King for a I, Day. I hope that we have some fans that are obsessed enough that they don't even have to look that up. Like, I know that. <laughs> he actually yeah. means it's this episode. Yeah, but yes, right. <laughs> I've been squawking about the game growing in the United States for a while. Yeah. Uh, I've done it multiple times from then on in this podcast. And uh, so when they announced that they were doing a minor league cricket competition, C20 yeah. competition in the United States. I was very excited. Yeah. So it's got 27 teams played all across the country. Right. Um, and they play every weekend. I think yeah. there's over 200 There's over so, 200 games being played over the course right. of like 10 weeks. So 27 teams, that, that doesn't seem to add up to me though because there's 50 states, right? Oh, there's multiples so, in... So who misses out? <laughs> Do you really want to list all of the teams? Because I can. I want to see the, the Texas, whatever, lassoes. The Texas oh, lassoes. I don't know. Well, I'll give you a quick rundown on what the team names are. Right. Uh, so there is the uh, Morrisville Cardinals, the Atlanta yeah. Fire, the Atlanta Paramveers, yeah. the Fort Lauderdale Lions, the Florida Beamers, which I think is a great name. The Beamers. <laughs> The Orlando Galaxy. Be careful of those guys. The Manhattan Yorkers, the New yeah. Jersey Somerset Cavaliers, the New Jersey Stallions, the Empire State Titans, yeah. the DC Hawks, the Philadelphians. And for any Philadelphians that might be listening, um, you're the team that I've thrown my hat behind. I'm a Philadelphians fan, so Phil- Phil- go, go Phil- Philadelphians. Philadelphian Rockies. Uh-huh. They're just called the Philadelphians, All the right. city of brotherly love. You're right. So, yeah. Aaron from Two Slips in the Gully is a big fan of the Philadelphians, so okay. you go, guys. That's who I'm going for. Yeah. The New England Eagles, the Michigan Cricket Stars, Houston Hurricanes. <laughs> the Cricket Stars, right here. Austin Athletics, the Irving Mustangs, the yeah. St. Louis Americans, the yeah. Chicago Blasters, the Chicago Catchers, East Bay Blazers, <laughs> Golden yeah, right. State Grizzlies, Silicon Valley Strikers, Seattle Thunderbolts, Hollywood Master Blasters, San Diego Hollywood Surf Riders. Master, hey, go back. Hollywood Master Blasters. <laughs> it's a great name. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Actually, I reckon they're better names, way better names than the teams from the 100. <laughs> they are way better names than teams from the 100. Yeah. That is yeah. one thing. If you're anyone listening who's affiliated anyway with minor league cricket, your team names are way better yeah. than the rubbish that they've trotted out I for mean, 100. Who, who wants to mess with the Chicago Blasters? Not me. Not the me. Hollywood Master Blasters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the last team was the Social Lashings. So, yes, plenty plenty of teams. Lots of right. creating goodness. I didn't okay. think that America had that much 
infrastructure, but they've got no. 27 teams in that tournament. 2017, right. Um, and it, it's it's been an interesting watch. I'm not going to be all full of praise. Yeah. Um, some of the uh, – it's all televised on YouTube. So, I mean, one, one of the things that springs to mind is, uh, yeah, all televised on YouTube. So – where do they play? Do they do they have cricket grounds in America? Um, so they've got a number of, of pitches. So this is one of the things that um, is a little startling coming from Australia where yeah. there are cricket pitches everywhere. Yeah. Um, some of the games are played on turf wickets and yeah. some of the games are played on, on synth- in synthetic. So they've got <laughs> yeah, a right. – which is a really big um, you know, juxtaposition for us. We're looking at a, 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 nas- a nationwide yeah. tournament that's played right. on two different playing conditions, which doesn't seem to make sense to us. But yeah. they've yeah. got to make do with what they've got. Their yeah. idea is obviously to market saturation to get as much cricket being played as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, they, I mean, it's even surprising that they have synthetic wickets over there. Because they wouldn't have the, the dedicated. Okay, this is you know, this is the cricket ground. Well, I suppose you know, with the even when we played that that T Twenty exhibition match over there that Tendilka played in, they just uh, modified a, a baseball diamond. Mm. The diamond was still there. A synthetic wicket would be much easier to look after, though. It's just a slab of concrete. With yeah, well, that's right. That's right. You don't need a curator, like. <laughs> but yeah, there's um. Yeah. But uh, so the way they've televised it is just setting up a a, a station. A, well, some games have been the one stationary camera at mm-hmm. one end, yep. which has made watching the games not as enjoyable as you as you could imagine. As you're just yeah. watching that, you're watching the the batsman hit the ball. There's well, no tracking of the ball, or anything like that. As they say in that uh, in that documentary series, um, how's that? Yeah. Oh, how's that? Yeah, it was right. a biopic. Yeah. Twelve cameras are better. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, um, but there have been some that have been great. Plenty of cameras around the ground, um, you know, proper grounds with a fence and everything like yeah. that, um, sight screens and everything. So, you know, there's been a bit of, um, I suppose, yeah. difference in production quality, which yeah. hopefully this will yield quite a bit of income for minor league cricket and then they can maybe help um, help them set up better abilities to broadcast these games because the better the product being broadcast the more likely it is to attract a, a TV audience and as we know with, yeah. with with sport TV's where the money is if you can make your yeah. product marketable for television you're going to make more money so that'd be uh, my, that, my, my that, one that's, su- what uh, that's what that, that was another question that occurred to me like who, who's who's showing up to watch these are there many is there a live yeah there's audience? there's live audiences um, so, I follow the um, the minor league cricket and a few of the teams on Twitter, and they've got interviews with the fans and like. Yeah. Well, I think it's something you probably are, are they kind of you know, like you 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 sort of token <laughs> Yankee guys, or are they more like Indian expats? There's been a um, great mix of all of them from what I've seen. Um, I think one of the things that people don't realise is there's actually quite a number of cricketers in America. I think they had a lot. I read a report somewhere that they had over three hundred thousand participants. Right. Which, you know, yeah. considering we're a cricket mad country, yeah, is, um, you know, n- we're not a whole lot more than, I think we're sitting somewhere around six or 700,000 in a country that lives and breathes cricket all the time, mm. and these guys don't. And they're How many comparing- participants in India? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> calculate wow. like wow. doesn't go that way. Yeah. Um, but there's also been a number of uh, foreign players that have come over to sign uh, contracts for multiple-year commitments to this. Mm. Um, some you might recognise. Corey Anderson played all three formats for New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sammy Aslan, opening batsman for Pakistan. Oh, yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, Shahan Jai Surya, who's 
Mm-hmm. Uh, been a really well, you know, he's an impressive prospect in Sri Lankan cricket for a while, and he's come over. Yeah. Um, Unmukt Chand has just joined. Um, he was the under 19s Indian captain, and then sort of wow. really his career. He was really promising early. His career sort of stagnated a bit, and then he's retired well, now from Indian just, cricket to go and take up a career. There's so much competition in that Indian team, so I mean, yeah, you've got to take it where you can get it. Malin Kumar is another one. Uh, he was, again, sort of stuck behind everyone. He's got a first-class average of, like, 48 or 49. Like, he's a good right. cricketer. Mm. Uh, he's gone over there uh, as well. Yep. Um, so we wouldn't get a run. No, we wouldn't, we wouldn't get a run. <laughs> 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 um, so, uh, and it's just been, it's been really good cricket. I mean, I suppose, you know, people, people first year of the minor cricket league, I'm sure going through their heads with something like that, yeah. European cricket league that came out with um, Pavel Florin and those guys, and you know we're sitting back here watching it going, you know, we're not we're we're happy playing grade cricket in Bathurst, you know, yeah. we're we're not we're deluded about our skills, but we were watching this going, we could play in this tournament, yeah, like <laughs> we right. we could we wouldn't star in this tournament by any stretch, but we're, we would make these yeah. teams if that guy has made this team. We would not be humiliated. Yeah. We would play in this competition. If that guy made it, then we would as well. Um, and, no, there are some really talented cricketers playing in this. Um, one of them, Ryan Scott, who is an you know, American player, he right. hit the first century, plays for the Michigan Cricket Stars. It was actually right. a really great game, Michigan Cricket Stars versus the Houston Hurricanes. They're not called the Tropics. <laughs> that was Come Flint. On. Flint. It was right. the Flint Tropics. All right. Um, so he was the first centurion. In that game, his teammate, Matthew Ford, uh, had the first hat-trick. Yeah. Um, he, hit, he hit the first, first century against Houston Hurricanes, um, and he plays like Chris Gale. Like, right. Probably not quite as tall as Chris Gale, but just mm-hmm. the same disregard for anything that's straight. He just destroys it over the onside. Like he hits right. some glorious drives back over the bowler's head. Mm. Um, a few other players: uh, Willem Luddick, uh, ex-South African player. Um, he's yeah. joined. Um, uh, Jacob is. I think that's how you say. It. Jacob is Pena. again. He's one of the leading run scorers. He's got yeah, three hundred. Sounds like a South African. Yeah, he's another yeah. South African. Pl- um, yeah. Three hundred runs at thirty-nine. Um, some really good bowlers. Uh, Jasdeep Singh, who's been, um, he's part of the American setup. He's been leading the. He's got eighteen wickets yep. at something ridiculous like eight. Wow. Um, Vastal Vagela, nineteen-year-old uh, left-arm orthodox. He's uh, the leading wicket taker for the other conference, so they've broken it down into a Pacific and Atlantic conference. Yeah, see, they love their conferences over there. They Um, they do know how to structure a a competition, don't they? Oh, yeah. Americans are the American... Americans do sport. Sport. They do sport. They know how to do it, yeah. Yeah, he's been bowling awesome. He's one of the leading wicket takers there, left-arm orthodox player, doing really well. Uh, Corey Anderson, as we talked about, he played for the Irving Mustangs. Uh, he brought up his 100 not too long ago. He's debut 100 of the tournament. Mm. Hasn't been playing in every game, but uh, he's been chipping in. Um, there's actually a game I was watching um, where it unfortunately got rained out. But uh, the number, it was the Ad- Atlanta Paramvirs. Uh, Mark Parchment and Zayn Zayed, the captain, both scored 111 not out. <laughs> wow. Um, and they had something ridiculous like 240 runs for mm. one. Yeah. And then the rain came down. That was the end of it. Uh, they have rain in America too. <laughs> yes. 
Oh, dear. What was really impressive, I have to say, about Ryan Scott, who's one of the leading run scorers of the tournament, is that his century came on an actual turf wicket. Because one of the things right. I noticed over the first couple of weeks is that um, a lot of the games on Astro would be would be close, but they'd be high scoring. High so scoring. you're 180, yeah. 200 sort of totals. Yeah. Um, uh, when you played on turf wickets, there are a lot of games that would end up being around that 100 run, even somewhere as low as like 70 or 80. Yeah. And they'd be losing a stack of well, wickets I, in the I meantime. I saw one where it was, was like... Yeah, I don't know, 70-odd runs, and it was a winning score. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so there, there is a big uh, fluctuation between um, some of the best and some of the worst. But overall, I think it's a fantastic tournament. And if mm. you've got time, I'd really recommend it. all of our listeners out there, jump on yeah. YouTube, Minor Cricket League in yeah. your search bar, mm-hmm. and give it a watch. There yeah, will yeah, be... One, one place where we would get a run right, it's got to be the commentary. Because... Some of those guys, they just sounded bored. <laughs> I have to say, you could tell that they just weren't really quite into it. They were maybe the trainee guy at the, uh, you know, at the company that they're working for, and they're like, "Okay, so what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Uh, I want you to cover this minor league cricket." And that's just kind of went, "Oh man." There's also yeah. the other end of the spectrum too, where. <laughs> It was, um, they're too excited. They're too What's excited. going on? Right. Like it was yeah. a lot like the Simpsons scene where you've got Ken Rothman <laughs> commentating on the soccer. Yeah. Center passes to the back, passes back to the center, holds it, holds oh. it. And then you go across the other guy and he's like, center passes to the back, he holds it, holds it, holds it. It was, oh, yeah, okay. there's a bit well, of both. He's sitting there good. going, you know, hits a wonderful drive, you know, past yeah. extra cover, yeah. and the commentator's losing their minds. And it's like, <laughs> it's a good shot, don't get me wrong, but just yeah. like, what are you going to do when this guy, like, scores 100? You're starting at the top. You've got nowhere to go. Oh, no, you no. can't get more excited yeah. than that. That's right. You've got to give yourself a bit of ceiling. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah. Like, yeah, that's the one thing any commentators over there, go and watch some of the old Channel 9 stuff. And like, yeah. Mark Taylor's great because, mm. you know, watch his, uh, it's part of our promo, actually, the uh, Peter Sill hat trick. Yeah. You know, he really saves himself that's, up. The the yeah. um, Shane Warne taking his 700 wicket, which was the soundbite you just heard before we started this segment. You know, he, yeah. he has that in reserve. You can't just go to that for every exciting thing. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Mm. <laughs> I feel like we get that right. And I would love to go over there and cover the minor leagues. I would too. How great would that when, be? When travel, when international travel is a thing again, just putting our hat in the ring. Can yeah. we leave the country for work? Is that well, I don't know. I don't know, know what the rules are anymore. No, I don't know. You know, get... our COVID, our COVID planning is a joke. So I've got no idea what's going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, anyone out there who's listening to this, I really recommend it. I mean, you for some of us who are a bit spoiled watching big dollar productions like Fox and Channel 9 and Sky Sports, there'll be some teething issues because it's not the same fluent action that you're used to. Yeah. You're going to have to get used to, you know, a bit of shaky cam and, you know, not the <laughs> all of the camera angles and replays and all that. But It's cricket in Blair Witch Project form. Oh, it's not that bad. But just watching some oh, of come the... come on. <laughs> it's not... Transfer to helmet cam. <laughs> And there's a guy bowling 150 and the guy's just crying under the helmet. (laughs) (laughs) 
but yeah, if you can get past some of those few teeny issues around the camera. I'm scared to close my eyes, but I'm scared to open them. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, uh, enough. You get through uh, those teething issues around some of the um, <laughs> some of the camera angles. It's really good cricket to watch. It really is. There's some really good bowlers there that are using all sorts of skill sets to get wickets, and there's some batsmen out there that are really pretty on the eye. In the way that they're, especially uh, Ryan Scott, that guy hit some absolutely fantastic drives. Yeah, um, he was really good to see. Um, okay. Yeah, then yeah, Willem Luddick is another one who looked good. Another good young player is actually a, a young American player is um, Joshua Kind. I've been watching him a bit. Mm-hmm. I got a shout out on social media that he is a pretty good player to keep an eye on. He's been a really good young bowler for them. He's bowled really well. Um, yeah, there's. Yeah, Matthew Ford's another guy who's bowled really well. He got, like I said, he got the uh, first hat trick of the tournament. Mm. Um, it's a really good tournament to watch. I've had a great time watching watching it. You know, on cricket tragic and just could uh, watch anything. It costs you nothing. Costs me nothing. It's on YouTube. Yeah. Um, and even like even if you uh, don't want to stay up and watch it live, they're all available to to, to stream at a more reasonable hour. So yeah, I'd really highly recommend that people get involved and like great work, everyone involved in the minor cricket league or minor league cricket, I should say, um, and getting the tournament going. It's been a great watch, and I really hope it moves from strength to strength. And just a big shout out here for two slips in the gully. Go the Philadelphians. Got a fan <laughs> here in Australia. We are well, I am. Yep. I don't know if Glenn's got a team yet. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I have to reserve judgment on. It's got to be the Michigan Cricket Stars. <laughs> Right? Maybe if they were called the Tropics. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Flint is in Michigan, isn't it? I, yes, I that is a, yeah, a, yeah, that's a thing. Flint, right. Michigan. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, go Philadelphians. Bring right. it home strong. Love to see you doing some great work there. Like the someone end. could play Rocky in, in the Philad, like, yeah. you know, get it on, on, on trumpet, you know. Isn't that like, I'm pretty sure it's state law for every yeah. Philadelphian professional team has to play that Rocky song. <laughs> I don't know. Point. That's the only thing I know about Philadelphia. <laughs> And the fact that Bill Burr had a massive rant there. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, yeah, that's just wanted to share that bit of a change from our normal. We normally are very Australian centric or, you yeah. know, England centric. We like seeing the Poms lose as well. <laughs> We're actually hoping they beat India. That's our, yeah. our big wish for the, the next couple of weeks. So don't let us down. But yeah. I think it was a great turn of nowhere, out of nowhere to just go and check out how it's been going. Yeah. And like I said, I've been a big fan of Americans getting more involved in cricket for a long, long time. And so Show I was very excited. Guys, let's get on the same page. We know how to follow. I know the rules of baseball. We all we watch Moneyball. So come and come and speak our language a bit. You know? <laughs> we could we could have fun. <laughs> That'll do us for this episode. Um, I hope you've enjoyed us uh, having a chat about the Australian uh, T20 side and our excited ramblings about the minor minor league cricket. Mm. Um, at the moment, we're uh, getting ready to settle down and uh, watch the rest of day one of the test between India and England. So that's going to be exciting. Um, from what I hear, England have actually got off to a pretty good start. So we're going to wrap this up and go and have a look at that. Um, mm-hmm. Until next week. Bye for now. Goodbye. Over. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at Chabacasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.